Who knows? This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Charles Too Tall Stuck Chuck something Thompson. I don't remember your full name. Second tallest libertarian that we know of, Thompson. That was... I was pretty close. That, and it's odd that your mom gave you that name, but that is your Christian given name. So is, I have to, I have to say it out loud. That you is God fearing Christian, <laughs> Christian laden name. Charlie, what, uh, what have you been doing today? Don't uh, give me the eight hour version, but like, what have you been doing? <laughs> I, well, I was hosting a training. Today, yeah. So I've been talking literally all day long. So you're welcome. You guys know those. You're welcome America. You know, those training sessions where your work, throws a BS training session and you turn it on at home and then do whatever the heck you want to do while it's playing. Charlie's been the one talking the whole time. So that's, that's what he's been doing today. Mm. It's very important, but his voice is a little bit raspy. It's raspy. A little, yeah. A little rough around the edges. Yeah. 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 A little rough around the circle. Well, this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when Charlie wants to. And today is one of those days. Thanks. I feel like I have all the power. Yeah. You Whenever do. Charlie wants to. Whenever Charlie wants to. Okay. Yeah. If we don't do it, it's because of Charlie. It's his fault. <laughs> it's never my fault. It's yeah. always his. So big, the big news, the thing that people are talking about today, and I don't mean the royal family because I don't care at all. I don't know if you saw the, uh, all of the uh, hubaloo about <laughs> Megan, about the... <laughs> <laughs> Prince and princess on Oprah. Hubble, hubble, hubble. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I just don't care. It's just, uh, and, it's just a bunch of Fugazi. It's not even real. Yeah, it's not, it's not real. And so I, I didn't, however, um, Stephanie wanted me to record it last night. So I did do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I, just, I was working last night. I was preparing for this week and I had my laptop out <laughs> on the couch and, and so I, I did, I just had 60 minutes on in the background while I was working and then that was coming on. And so then of course, Stephanie was like, Oh, record that and don't play it. Yeah. Luckily the Preds were playing last night. So I turned that on and that's, the, uh, the that's short, all I know about it. I'll give you the four one one on it. Megan herself is, is a victim. She's a, she's making sure everyone feels bad for the situation that she's been unfairly put in. You know, that unfair situation, we've all had to go through the same thing. Yeah. You, are a, a, an actress on a show that a lot of people watch or, or some people watch. I don't know. I've never seen it myself. Drake's been And then this. you have to take the step down of becoming part of the, the royal, becoming a princess, like a literal princess, not just in a book or anything like that. Like an actual. And then you have to deal with all the terrible things that go along with that. And you have this gigantic wedding and everyone's happy and everyone's talking about you all the time and two billion people watched it yeah and and for no reason you're a princess simply because of the name of the person who you're marrying and their bloodline and it's it's a really sad story i don't want to make you guys like feel too bad right now yeah. because i know we try to keep it upbeat here don't want to be super depressing right but it's a really tough life it really is yeah. difficult if you think about it it's a depression most people won't experience no no I, one goes through that kind of suffrage i know that I is, know that is the epitome of suffrage. If I've ever heard of it, <laughs> it's so terrible. 
Uh, so now, just, of course, we're making light of the situation that could actually be bad. <laughs> I, you know, I, I am interested. I am interested to watch it for one thing to see if they out what's his name for 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 hanging out with Epstein and and uh, and banging underage girls. <laughs> <laughs> to put it lightly, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't, don't know. I don't know what else to say. I don't care so much that I don't even know uh, what the name of the guy is that you're talking the about. William, so. William, maybe no. That sounds like a name. Yeah, uh, whatever. This is us not talking about it. One right of the now. royals. Yeah. One of the royals who uh, who was seen with Epstein and even had pictures taken <laughs> with underage females. And so I want to know if they left the royal family, if that had anything to do with that. Mm, probably. that was happening around the same time, no, by it the way. it was because of racism. That's what it was. Oh. Yeah, oh. that's why. Oh. Mm-hmm. So there's been yeah. some racist things. Yeah, yeah. Is very racist. Megan's yeah. not white. No. Uh, so, even though she is a princess, still attains some type of victimhood status here. You need to feel bad. Okay? <laughs> princess. <laughs> Man, I just don't care about this. And okay. I, so I'm not going to be able to say anything seriously about well, it. That's the top story going around the world today. <laughs> the and, uh, you know, we're really educated on it. <laughs> the second story is the trial the trial of Derek Chauvin. Yes, that is the police officer accused of killing George Floyd. You guys and his have heard of him obviously before. weren't nearly as racist as what's happened to no. Megan. So that's why it's the number two. No, we story. need to pay attention to the actual racist thing <laughs> that happened, which was the this unfair is... treatment of the princess. You know, not someone being killed by a police officer. Now, there's there's been some uh, some. I guess they're very peaceful demonstrations. I haven't seen any riots or anything about that yet. Although I think, as I said earlier to some people in one of the groups that we're in, if this trial ends with anything lesser than Chauvin being hung publicly in the town square, I think there's going to be massive riots everywhere. Yeah. So, so I am anticipating or some type that. of guillotine. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And if it doesn't stone to death, perhaps. If it doesn't end with that, if you want to get in on a gamble play by DGLY, if you want to play a long-term play on whether or not there's going to be riots after this trial, so just go ahead and check that out. Anyway, always it, something related to the market. There is always there's a way to capitalize <laughs> on anything. So it to me, it's a very it's a difficult situation because. I know all the things that we said about this, and I know the feelings that I have about this, and I know the feelings that we have about uh, police brutality and the fact that we need more, we need less interactions with police, and that will that will really take down a lot of a lot of the bad things that happen. Um, I obviously well, that's just science. Yeah, I, yeah, and we trust the science yeah. here. That's what we do. We trust the actual the like science. If you here. and I yeah. got in fights every day, mm-hmm. and then we didn't see each other. The chance of us fighting. It'd be lesser. It yeah. would be a lot less. Yeah. A lot lesser. Or if our fights, if we they went too far, they devolved into even worse, terrible fights. If we fought less times, the chances of that happening would actually be lesser. But the important thing here is, I'm not so sure the guy's going to be found guilty, honestly. I, I think that there's a problem here, and it's going to depend on whether or not they reinstate this third-degree murder charge. Because I think they're going to have an issue proving uh, that... One that this that he knew that George Floyd was going to die, or that that was any part of his in, of his intentions, First or that of all, he caused the death with all of the things that were going on in George Floyd's body at the time. I think that there's I, I, we can say what our feelings are on the matter, but when it comes down to the legal the legality of the subject, this might be a lot more difficult than people think it's going to be. Well, look, 
It's going to take about 10 years before we have a jury selection no, uh, finished, what I, and we're going to get into that. No, what I saw on Twitter but, last night was this week we're going to know whether or not the country is going to hold white supremacy accountable. No. This week, we're going to know. Gonna, <laughs> I guarantee you to be a, probably at least two to three months before the jury selection's finalized. We won't we, now, we won't have a jury for a, for a month, I don't think. We no. should. Now, Nate doesn't get this gif in here, obviously, because he's never seen this the one of the greatest shows of all time game of thrones is that what but, that is yeah but we should he should obviously do a walk of atonement mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. where everybody yells shame and throws food at him yeah um but i do yeah he has no idea you guys no, i don't keep know posting. what that is i think they're fantastic nate obviously uh, took a long time to watch braveheart one of the greatest movies made of all time and it'll take him probably another 10 years it, that we will probably have a jury selection for chauvin chauvin whatever his name is for Derek, we'll probably have some type of jury selection for him before Nate ever watches Game of Thrones. That's you just, yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, you just lost. You just watched Lost, which mm-hmm. took you a long time to catch up on. Maybe eventually you'll catch up on Game of Thrones. I and don't be like, you're right. That was a great movie. A great show. I don't see it happening. Yeah. One of the reasons is the person of whom I watch the shows to, to which they're oust at, at my domicile would not like that show uh, at all. That's and Lost, I mean, and would, Lost was one of her favorite shows, and she was watching it for the third time. I think she'd be into Jon Snow. Yeah. Uh, Miles, I need you to go ahead and log off of here and go watch one of those movies and then come back, <laughs> all right? Preferably Patriot, okay? Okay, so let's talk about why this could actually be an issue. I did pull up a good story. I did just pull up something from Huffington Post or anything like that about how Floyd was murdered by Chauvin or anything like that. I pulled up something from a website that was called lawandcrime.com, and they talk about the legality of these different cases. Oh, and nice. So they had something, but but first, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you what I saw on on Twitter right beforehand because this is why he it's might the best end up. place to get news. Oh, it's where you get news. I yeah. love Twitter. This is where I get my news. I don't know about you guys. So uh, Tariq Nasheed says the trial for suspected white supremacists. Now, are they going to find him guilty of white supremacy during this? I didn't know if he was on trial for that or not. Okay. The trial for suspected white supremacist murderer Derek Chauvin has started, and many people believe he will walk because white society protects these people. That's A very important part of white supremacist culture is having the ability to kill innocent black people and get away with it. Now That's, there's nothing uh, there's nothing absurd about that at all. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> Com- now, now look, there uh, obviously there are some racists and white supremacists out there, but when you look at the law, the law now now is not structured in that way anymore. No. Now, of course, I will say when it comes to like drug crimes and things like that, it disproportionately affects people of color. And that's that, more of an economic thing but it's more of an economic exactly it's more of an economic thing and it all stems from uh the the bill passed or or drawn up by you know who our dear great dear president dear leader yeah dear leader biden dear leader biden <laughs> whose all of his promises have not come to pass yet. i'm surprised at the, <laughs> i'm surprised that the neanderthal like you can remember something like that honestly oh, yeah that's impressive that is impressive it is so that people say that he might walk which is because white society protects people like this, okay? And this is an important part of our white supremacist culture that we're living in, is to be able to kill black people and get away with it. That is just right there, right there in the law, okay? Let's talk about why he might actually 
get away with this, whatever it is that he did. And part of it, I had a little conspiracy theory about when they dropped the third degree murder charge. Because mm. when they dropped the third degree murder charge, I was like, oh man, he's going to walk. Because you can't, they're not going to be able to prove intent here. And they might not be able to prove that he actually caused it. Third degree is, is actually the highest likelihood of him actually getting convicted of something. And that charge went away. And now, the, now it's been delayed today or they had to wait for a bit because they're trying to add the third degree back in there. And I think that's because the prosecutors know they need that third degree in the charge or he might not get, he might not get convicted of anything. Now, do they want that to happen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether or not they do. Mm. I, was, I read on some message boards that they might, you know. Well, so, to protect to protect the the white supremacist culture. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so let's read through some of this, and we'll talk about some of the qualified immunity and different things going on, and um, whether or not he would actually be guilty of some of these charges. I think it's important, even though some of this might be some legalese talk, and you non-lawyer people, unlike us, you know, we're very lawyery. All of you non-lawyer people out there might not like all of this stuff, but when you're going to be conversing <laughs> online with people about how this trial goes and the things that they say. It, at the end of the day, are we going to say that he got away with it because he was white and because white supremacy runs our culture? Or because you might not be able to fit the legal definition of the charges that he's actually been charged with? We'll see. We'll see. So here's why... They need a broader charge like the Espionage Act. Yeah. They should have <laughs> charged him with every possible charge that there yeah. was just so one of them could stick. But uh, there, there could be some issues here. Here's why Derek Chauvin could beat murder charges for George Floyd's death. This was from lawandcrime.com. Chauvin is charged with second-degree unintentional murder. Now, that is important. Second-degree unintentional murder and second-degree manslaughter. It's not clear at this time whether third-degree murder charge will be reinstated. Under the Minnesota statute, Chauvin is guilty of unintentional murder in the second degree if he caused Floyd's death while committing or attempting to commit a felony offense uh, or intentionally inflicting or attempting to inflict bodily harm upon the victim. When the perpetrator is restrained under an order for protection, the victim is a person designated to receive protection under the order. The underlying offense charge is third-degree felony assault. So that's the offense, and then we go into whether or not someone actually died while that was taking place. So there's going to be some issues here with whether or not there's qualified immunity, because then I went and looked it up in Minnesota statutes, and especially Minneapolis. He was allowed to do the knee and the back of the neck thing. Now, they might have gotten rid of that since. I'm not sure whether or not they have. But that wasn't allowed. That that was something that he could do as part of his police procedure. Now, after he starts saying that I can't breathe, things like that going on, there'll, there'll be tons of conversation about this. Months worth of conversation is going to happen about this. Okay. The difficulty presented by the requirement that Chauvin's actions cause Floyd's death is perhaps best understood by thinking about its inverse. If something other than Chauvin's actions caused Floyd to die, then Chauvin isn't guilty of murder. So here's the other part. Can you argue that he caused him to die? Because now they've got all of this toxicology reports, all these things going on with Floyd. Those who watch the video might think causation is a no-brainer. Chauvin kneeled on Floyd's neck, suffocating and killing him. However, proof beyond a reasonable doubt requires more, both in this trial and in just about every murder trial. The county medical examiner listed the official cause of death as cardiopulmonary arrest, complicating law enforcement subdual, restraint, and neck compression and concluded the manner of death was homicide. Now, that's going to be important. The medical examiner put homicide on there. But that's not the only thing the medical examiner found. According to the autopsy report, Floyd died as a, of a combination of causes. Floyd not only had underlying health conditions, but was also intoxicated with the drug fentanyl, 
What's more, the medical examiner found that Floyd recently used methamphetamine. Generally, the legal principle is that hastening someone's death is equivalent to causing their death. And so I'm still, even though we had a lot of things in the system, to me, it's still going to, to me, it's going to come down to the qualified immunity. Was Derek Chauvin allowed to do the move, the knee in the neck thing that he was doing? Because if he is allowed to do that as a police officer, then I don't know if they're going to be able to find that he actually caused Floyd's death when Floyd had all of these other complications. Guys, I'm not arguing that Chauvin should not be found guilty of any of this stuff, by the way. I'm simply trying to prepare people for what could likely happen in this case, mm-hmm. and also the eventuality that this is going to be appealed for several reasons that could be justified, things like things like an impartial jury. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't do a change of venue, honestly. Uh, there's there's a lot of things like that that I think even if he is found guilty, there's going to be likely some appeals and retrials yeah, after should, that. They obviously should have done this in Guantanamo. That's where they should have done it. The yeah, jury- the, but the other thing, too, is like, look, everyone dies from cardiac arrest, by the way. That's what happens. Yeah, so true. The fact the fact that they put cardiopulmonary arrest. I mean, that's how you die. That's, basically, yeah, yeah, that happens to everyone. So. <laughs> Uh, but it is it does say complicating law enforcement subdual restraint and net compression. I mean, to me that's pretty damning. But in but, in all other cases where cops do this all the time and people don't die, then if any of those people would have would have died, or were those cops who have put their knees in the neck of people in the past then charged with attempted murder after that? And if they weren't charged with attempted murder, then the knee in the neck to me is not going to be cause for showing that that you did something wrong under qualified immunity yeah in my opinion as a as a defense attorney i guess yeah. in this matter i'm not saying you're wrong but no. what i actually think i'm i'm the opposite i think no matter what the guy's going to be he's going to be found guilty of something i think especially if they get the third degree I, it's I'm, 2021 <laughs> and whether or not he actually um broke the law so to speak he's got if he's not held responsible, then everything's going to be on fire. <laughs> I, I know. Literally. And that's where the appeal because of the impartial jury comes in. Mm-hmm. Because it, it might not matter anything that they talk about. Everyone that goes in there might already be a guilty verdict before the whole thing happens. Right. And if they can find that that is the case, years down the road, they will be digging into these jurors. Did they post anything about what happened on social media? Did they ever talk to their friends about it? Did they did they do anything? Will they be able to find anything where one of these jurors said something about what they thought about this case in the past? If they Subpoena find their text messages, if they find one of them, they'll retry the case uh, years down the road. Yeah. I'm just uh, the, that's that's what's going to happen. And uh, like, once again, I'm not arguing <clears throat> that he shouldn't be found guilty of something. I just think this is going to be an issue. The jurors need not decide what was the certain cause of Floyd's death. All that would be necessary to acquit Chauvin is that the jury finds sufficient uncertainty to contradict proof beyond a reasonable doubt. And that is the standard, by the way. Reasonable doubt. Was it for sure Chauvin that caused the death? I mean, you, 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 you see the chain of events because obviously if, if he didn't have his knee in the back of his neck, then you would, I feel like you could argue you wouldn't be dead. Right. So obviously, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that, I and don't there, know. And there's the problem. 
Because in of, there lies the crux. That is the issue. The The question is, if his knee wasn't in his neck, would George Floyd have died because of the fentanyl and the methamphetamine and all of his other issues, died from COVID, one of those things because, you know, he was, uh, he had that also, and, uh, and he was black, which means a certain death. And so if they can find that he wouldn't have died otherwise or would have died otherwise, then that's going to, reasonable doubt is, is where it comes mm-hmm. in. Now, is the jury going to be so nuanced that they're going to pay attention to that part? I don't know. That's where our appeal comes in. <laughs> right. I should be on the defense team, I guess. I don't know. Causation. I would not want to do that. Oh, no. I'm surprised they found anyone to defend him. I, I wouldn't. I don't know who's well, defending him. Well, some people him. are going to be like, oh, yeah, this is going to make us real famous. Yeah, I know. The causation isn't the only major hurdle in the prosecution's case either. The statute also requires proof of what Chauvin had been doing at the time he unintentionally caused Floyd's death. Remember that criminal statutes must distinguish between those unintentional deaths we wish to criminalize and those that are just unfortunate accidents. Under the law, Chauvin is guilty if he was committing or attempting a felony offense. That is where the qualified immunity part comes in. Under the law, he's guilty of one of those things if he was committing a felony offense at that time. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to, the fact that they are allowed to use that as, they to were subdue at that people, time. or they were at that time at least, was he committing a felony offense? I don't, I don't see really that he was unless there's a time constraint on the the restraint mm-hmm. I, I don't know okay it's all let's see if Chauvin's defense team can make a convincing case that he was acting reasonably given the situation then restraining Floyd would not constitute a felony it's all come down to the specific factual underpinnings of the circumstances jurors will consider the facts leading up to Chauvin's restraint of Floyd they'll hear evidence about Chauvin's moment-by-moment actions his police training and both of the man's and the norms of police work that is they will learn about how often these types of restraints are used what exactly Floyd was doing right up to that point and then there is the third degree murder charge so this is where it's important for them to actually get this reinstated if they if they really do want to convict him of one of these things Prosecutors had initially charged Chauvin with third-degree murder in addition to second-degree murder. However, the county district judge uh, dismissed the third-degree murder charge for lack of probable cause, reasoning that a person cannot be guilty of that crime when their actions endanger just one person. And, and because I read the third-degree murder statute, and it says it basically is read like multiple people. <clears throat> so... Uh, anyway, but there's been some precedent set now because there's another police officer who has been charged with third-degree murder for shooting uh, for shooting someone. So that's why they're going back at this. Should the Minnesota Supreme Court ultimately decide to reinstate the third-degree murder charge, it gives prosecutors a very strong fallback position. A prosecution for third-degree murder would only require proof that Chauvin caused Floyd's death by, by perpetrating an act eminently dangerous to others and in evincing a depraved mind without regard for human life. Ah, so the judge is using that word, others. Others. Yeah. Others. Yeah. It's in plural. Because in the law, it says others. And so they were saying that it couldn't be used when it was only towards one person and he was not endangering the lives of multiple people. So they couldn't do third degree. A ruling upholding the dismissal of the third degree murder charge, on the other hand, would be a serious blow for prosecutors. Yeah, this is going to be very interesting. Um, yeah. Mm. I'm going to call it and say, I don't see how that he gets off. There's yeah. no way there's going to, there's going to be something either the Supreme court, Minnesota Supreme court reverses uh, th- that County judge's decision to dismiss that charge. And the prosecutors are able to reinstate a third degree murder charge, which they will convict him of <clears throat> easily, or they will somehow finagle their way <clears throat> through an impartial jury or other means to where 
they will get a second degree uh, or manslaughter charge to stick. I'm extremely surprised that Chauvin did not waive his right to a jury trial, by the way. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised by that, but then that would take out his ability to appeal it in the future. Yeah. So um, it, if, if I were in his shoes... You only need one juror to turn. I know, that's, that's true. You only need one to say not guilty. Yeah. So it's it, and so basically the reason I want to cover this is because there is a likelihood that he doesn't get convicted of one of these things and the the world will fall apart at that time. Last summer was was a was a backyard barbecue compared to what will happen after that. Okay? Remember DGLY. I told you guys that. Okay? It popped up like 500% during the during the protest last year. Is that so a police body it was cam? A, uh they do, yeah. Yeah, surveillance, police, body cam, stuff like that. Yep. Anyhow. Was the backyard barbecue in a reference to anything? I'm just saying particular? I enjoy backyard barbecues. Those okay. are fun. And so that's what last last summer would have been. And since I said summer, it made me think of a backyard barbecue. Yeah. And so that is the chain of events that took place in the gotcha. old noggin up there. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what do you guys what what do you guys think about that there in the private Discord group? You got you guys think it's going to be you guys think it's going to be an issue? Uh, while you're answering that, I'm going to tell you guys about, for the last time ever, <clears throat> actually, no, just for you guys in the Discord group, you won't have to suffer through listening to us endorse the people that keep the podcast going so you can get this beautiful information every single day. The rest right? of you, Yahoo's, yeah, everyone listen else. to the regular podcast and not part of the Patreon group. Yeah. Well, you get to listen. <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell you guys about Run Your Mouth Coffee. That's RYMCoffee.com. Run Your Mouth Coffee was founded by two liberty-loving podcasters, John Odermatt from Finding Freedom on Lines of Liberty and Ben Pangy, Homesteads and Homeschools. Ben and John have set out to bring fresh, roasted, delicious coffee to your doorstep and use these bold beans as a vehicle to promote uncensored speech. That's right, if you guys care about free speech, all right, then this is the coffee brand for you. Run Your Mouth Coffee takes your freedom to speak and espresso yourself seriously. Yourself. Sorry, I, I said that wrong. My bad. <laughs> All their coffee is roasted to order. That means you'll receive your fresh roasted coffee at its peak flavor. All coffee varieties are available in both ground and whole bean. Use the promo code Good Morning. One word. It's lowercase in here. I don't know if it matters. Good Morning. One word for 10% off and free shipping at rymcoffee.com. Run your mouth coffee where delicious coffee meets uncensored speech. There will be a link in the show notes. You can go click it and get your beans sent to your house ASAP. Mm -mm -mm. I can smell them roasting right now. I smell good. <laughs> well, yeah. we have some good news. All right, let's go over that ad again one more time. Here we go. I'm kidding. It'll be fine. The good news is uh, we have some, well, we have, we have some good news lawyers yeah, speaking. I, I did. I threw this in right after just the lightning. Nate <clears throat> they yeah. just went all out uh, law on everyone today. So thanks, <laughs> Nate. Uh, the good news is this is coming from CBSNews.com. Judge permanently dismisses charges against Kenneth Water. Uh, let me restart that. Well, judge, hold on. We'll just let me just make a note in here. We'll take that out of here. <laughs> judge permanently dismisses charges against Kenneth Walker, boyfriend of Breonna Taylor. You know why I stumbled on that? Because I was thinking of. Kenneth Noisewater. <laughs> Dr. Kenneth Noisewater? Dr. Kenneth Noisewater. <laughs> but no, it's just Kenneth Walker is his name. So a judge has permanently dismissed charges against, against Kenneth Walker, not Kenneth Noisewater, the boyfriend of Breonna Taylor for allegedly shooting and wounding a police officer last year. 
Walker cannot be recharged for the crimes following the ruling. That's good. Jefferson Circuit Court Judge Alou Stevens on Monday granted local prosecutors motion to dismiss the charges. Walker was initially charged with assault and attempted murder after he allegedly opened fire and wounded Louisville Metro Police Sergeant Jonathan Mattenly. Walker maintained he was unaware that police were conducting a raid on the home. So that's good news. I do think great news. Yeah, we did stories about this and it seemed kind of ridiculous that they were trying to charge him with attempted murder. Well, but think about all the times this has happened across the United States, though. You know, you have no idea that it's the police and you accidentally end up shooting the police and then you still get charged with attempted murder of the police. You had no idea that it was them. And I guarantee you at three o'clock in the morning or whatever time this was, one o'clock in the morning, if I'm asleep in a dead sleep, because I sleep real heavy. Mm hmm. And if Stephanie is like, hey, someone's here, and I hear somebody banging on the door, then I'm hopping in the truck, going to the lake, <laughs> grabbing the things I need, coming back, getting back in bed, and then getting my tools out. Okay? Yeah. Because I have a yeah. sign on the door that says, if you're going to break it in or wait till I can get to the lake and back. Mm-hmm. So and obviously, would, it's a sign. They yeah, they're going to be beating yeah. on the door, like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, did you see that sign? Make sure we wait till he gets back. And, and then uh, now I say, Ray or not, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> Just with a sign on the door says entry prohibited. And the, and yeah. it's, it shows a picture of a cop hitting the door of the battery ram with a, with an X through it. Yeah. They can't do it. Well, but then There's if they're going to break that sign, yeah. they, they will. Then they'll notice the other one that says, hey, hang on just a second. Let me get to the Krusty Pay Lake first uh, so I can be prepared. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just saying, if that happened to me... um. I would be in the same boat as not Kenneth Noisewater, Kenneth Walker. The good thing here is that it's actually the, the local prosecutors made the motion to dismiss the charges. So, so that's good. Uh-huh, that's and great. Um, it, it's just a, it's, it's a basic tenet of being an American here is that you get to defend your home. All right. And if someone is breaking down your door, you, you're going to go to the lake, go fishing, retrieve the, fish from the, the lake the payload and then come back and you're going to throw the fish at the people that are there okay that's what you're going to do this is the longest inside joke <laughs> it's just, ever it's insane it just keeps going <laughs> <laughs> um one thing i wanted to the, the back on the other case for a second you know one thing i noticed the the democrats have been all over just legislating all over our faces since they got into office you know and just doing all these executive orders or anything have you seen anyone do anything in respect to uh, qualified immunity or any of the deadly force when it comes to police officers or uh, no-knock raids, anything like that? Have you seen police? Rand Paul yeah. is the only person. Have you seen the major criminal justice reform? Are there all these people that are being held in cages for possessing plants that have been released or anything like that? Mm. Any of this criminal justice, any police brutality reform, anything like that? No, no. It just seems like Biden and Harris are continuing on the white supremacist agenda. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. It seems <laughs> they like they just it. name them different things. Well, they try. You know, they they tried to make lynching a, a crime finally. You know, but that oh, was yeah. blocked by by the racist Rand Paul. Right, you know? of course. So even uh, though he wrote the Justice for Breonna Taylor Act. <laughs> no, I, just, right. I think it's interesting. Like we're dealing with all. We're talking about the Derek Chauvin trial, and you read through Twitter, and it's insane. Of course, because that's what Twitter is. It's just an insanity. The most insane things get filtered up to the top. That's the way it works. 
which my wife has to remind me about all the time when I'm freaking out about how insane everyone is. And um, no, I don't, I just don't see this big, I don't see hashtag criminal justice reform or hashtag qualified immunity or any of these things trending right Mm -hmm. now. You know, it's all about whether or not we're going to hang Derek Chauvin in the streets. You know, that's it. But that doesn't fix anything. It It just makes people feel good. Yeah. It's like you get your revenge, you know, Mm -hmm. you get your revenge on the person who did this thing, but you don't actually get the the thing that would stop it from happening to other people. The actual change. The actual change. we're looking for. Where is it? Where, no one's talking about it right now. Where is it? Well, Biden's thinking about it. That's I'm all sure you need to he know. Is. He's thinking about it. I'm sure it is. All Something. right, let's give you some more bad news, by the way, <laughs> folks. I'm going to go ahead and continue on here. This is from uh, uh, Fee, by the way. This is from Fee. I, I do know that. I think uh, our, our good our good friend, uh, what's his name, wrote this. Um, by the way, him and Hannah are doing a little um, Liberty writing You're talking session. about Brad? Yeah, Brad Palumbo. Palumbo. Yeah. I believe Brad wrote this one. So when the uh, Democrats just snuck a billion dollar tax crackdown on workers into their COVID bill, mm. Mm, this is like, this is, they're all for you. Okay. This is to help you yep. folks. So who's going to help pay for the stimulus? $1.9 trillion stimulus. Well, a billion of that's going to come from just regular folks. And the billion yeah. is very important. When the economy is struggling to recover from a pandemic and crushing government lockdowns, that's probably the worst time to oppose a billion-dollar tax crackdown on the working class. But that's exactly what a new provision quietly slipped into the Democrats' sweeping $1.9 trillion COVID legislation would do. Now, I don't know if this passed the Senate version or not. Um, I, this was a was a brand spanking new article. I, I think know, but have, yeah. it says the Democrats because the Senate did modify something okay and they sent it back to the house all right so i think we're waiting on house signature now to go back to to go to biden and we're, we're gonna have to look into that to see all everything that the senate did change yeah um, because there were some they might have turned it into medicare for all and then sent it back there you know, were some very important things in that bill that we were covering that's going to change a lot of things some some things seem very unconstitutional we'll see what what the supreme court does with that So, quote, a last-minute insert by Democrats looking to offset the cost of their coronavirus (laughs) aid package would send tax collectors to the gig economy, eventually costing Uber and DoorDash uh, drivers, Airbnb hosts, and others about $1 billion annually. Roll call reports. By the way, they were very concerned with turning the $1.9 trillion bill into a $1.899 trillion bill. Now we've offset. Now we've made it. It's much better now. We must tax these specific people I'm glad we found point one point zero zero one percent of the revenue <laughs> needed for this entire bill so uh, under current tax law earnings data for gig economy workers only needs to be reported to the irs once it reaches twenty thousand. that means that small earners pursuing gig work to supplement their income aren't hit by crushing federal taxes however the democrats provision would nearly eliminate this benchmark and instead require all income above $600 to be reported to the IRS. The stiffer tax burden would be imposed while 10 million Americans are unemployed and more and more have turned to freelance and gig economy work to make ends meet. Roll call notes. Indeed it would, and this would be disastrous for both workers and the economy. It's mind-boggling to think after a year of depriving workers of their incomes and uh, strangling the economy with government lockdowns, politicians would really shoulder billions more in taxes onto working Americans backs. 
It's even more aggravating when one realize that this is being done to pay for a $1.9 trillion COVID package where at least 15% of the money goes to partisan spending priorities like Obamacare expansion and only 1% goes to COVID vaccine distribution. In fact, there's also foreign aid in this. <laughs> there's, there's all kinds of things that you people out in the gig economy working for free, basically, without the government getting their hands on it. We got to get our hands on this money. So we can't let all this money be made out there in the gig economy without taking some of it. Can you, can you get on your horse and collect? Can you imagine? Just imagine the, the gall that you would have after all this time of talking about how gig economy workers aren't making enough to get by. You know, they can't pay their bills. Just not enough. These companies are stealing from everyone. They don't have any stealing their wages. They don't have all these things to sneak into a, a relief bill. For people affected by the unemployment and terrible economy from the government shutting it down. And this is all because the government cares about you. To tax. They're the, doing this because they care. To institute a prima nectar on, <laughs> on the gig economy. <laughs> okay. Exactly. The, to institute a new tax after just mm. talking about how they're not making enough money. Your Latin is fresh. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Now, do you think... This has anything to do with disincentivizing people from working in the gig economy or oh, making this, people more upset about how they don't make any money from their gig job. This, you know what this sounds like to me? This sounds like it, it's the, it's the violin, this, the violin strings of caring. <laughs> That's what it is. Deep down in my heart. I feel, I just feel how much care. Mm-hmm. Now you that, can feel it. That lawmakers yeah, have. You can, feel it. you can feel the caring in your backside right now, I for, guarantee you. For everyone out there, <laughs> that we would so supplement this much-needed COVID bill with a with an increased tax on those freelancers. And freelancers might as well be freeloaders, okay? <laughs> They're making too much money, up to 20 grand, without having to report it. And you know what? It needs to be reported. It, and that's how you fix the problem. Because care. That's how you fix the problem when you're making a when you're when you're passing a bill to help the struggling economy after so many people lost their jobs, as you tax people who before weren't paying taxes. Uh, your next job, by the way, is to install a brick wall behind me, so you can yeah, so I can. I just that's how I want to off myself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it on camera. I need to talk to BetterHelp. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> before you install this brick wall. Okay. Yeah. I just for the life of me, I can't understand. In case you weren't. In case this is your first time listening, you're thinking about leaving a negative review because you thought you found a libertarian podcast. These people are talking about how good taxes are. It's uh, obviously we're being uh, facetious here, folks. I just, for the life of me, I can't, I continue to not be able to wrap my mind around the mental gymnastics that people have to go through to think that all this is good. And you know, like the media just shapes it for them. You know, it, the perfect example is overflow facilities. They just completely <laughs> shift how people think about all these different things. It's just absolutely mind-boggling. Then you have President Obama tweeting out about how great it is that this landmark legislation's being driven and passed by Biden and how great all this. It's just, it's so utterly disgusting. Bernie said that this was the most significant legislation for the workers in modern history. Well, that's why I want to read it, though, because I want to understand, because they are saying this is the most progressive. I want to understand all the different voting laws they passed in this. Mm. 
Because I think that's actually what Bernie Sanders is probably excited about. Well, did they throw the, I mean, that was in a separate bill, that, that HR1. I thought that, a, that was, I thought there were some voting things in this one. Well, there might've been, I don't know. I didn't read it yet yeah. or listen to the recording of the clerks reading it. I well, didn't do we got to wait for it to pass though yeah. before we can read it. Yeah. So Jar Jar Charlie can't even today. He's, he's reached the point of not even being able to can't even. And, uh, and so that's where he's hit. I mean, finally. I feel like, you know, obviously I, I, I do have hope. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, you know how people are hope uh, are hopeless romantics. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a hopeless optimist. <laughs> Does that, that even work? Yeah. I'm a hopeless optimist. I do have hope and uh, which you shouldn't because that's just going to let you down. But I do. That's part of my personality. I think that by doing this show and things that we're doing and everything like that, we can reach more people. We can change hearts and minds. We can turn this ship around, but I'm afraid that the ship has already struck the ice. We can't see how deep the iceberg is. It goes way down. And man. the ship, it, we're just, we're this close to breaking open the seat. We can't make, we can't get, if it passes the fifth hole, then that's when it's done. <laughs> and if you watch Titanic or not, but once you, four holes we can deal with, hull, hulls, four sections of the, of our ship can flood and we'll still be fine. But if we make it past that fifth one without shutting the gates, hmm. This is very much like Titanic because then the people who work, the federal workers, honestly, are the uh, first class passengers in, the, in this instance. Then people that are in the top 0.1% or whatever, just because they can, they have helicopters on the boat, probably. They'll just get right off of there, you know, no problem. Yeah. But, you know, the government's going to come out just fine in this because they're gonna, still going to have their power. Well, I'm just, what I'm, what I'm curious about is, are we, are we going to have to reach the point of no return? Like, are we going to have to reach the point? where everything is completely decimated before we can rise through the ashes. Do we need a Phoenix transformation here? I, That's what I'm wondering. Or can we, can we write, can we make a, a hard enough turn? And I, I don't even want to say left or right. Cause then people are like, Oh, well you're making a turn towards a political direction. <laughs> can we just make a hard enough turn in another direction, please? Um, you know, or is it, do we need the Phoenix transformation? There are days where I'm like, yeah, we're making the turn. This is it. I can feel it. Wind's at my back. We're turning this ship, baby. And then there are other days where I'm like, man, I can't wait for it to all burn so we can restart. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think maybe it's maybe it's both are happening at the same time. Um, I I think well, that you got a million dollars or something. <laughs> no, um, I think that we will hit a point of no return. We might have already hit that actually, like a hundred years ago. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not really sure. But I, what I do think is that we can do what we can to make sure that we're okay and our families are okay. This is not a lead in to an advertisement for Liberty Trading Academy or anything like that. Whatever it is that we can do to make sure that we're as solid as possible, solid as a rock, all right? If, if we can do that, then we can be okay. I think I'm going to be okay. My I wife and I are going to be okay. I was like thinking of horror commercial. I was thinking of Home Alone too, where he's like solid as a rock. Come on, you know, it's <laughs> a, when the whole thing collapses. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about. But I think that we can do that. But yeah. I don't. Since we talk all the time about how we use history to guide our lamp feet, you know, and and that's what we do, and we look at history and the way it's played out. Yeah. I I would feel very hypocritical to not say that that's how it's going to play out. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want to talk about how history tells us how things are going to go. And then also make the argument that this is the time that that's not going to happen. You know, I just, I can't do it. 
<laughs> hide your kids. Hide your kids. Hide your wives. Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree there. The point of no return was the uh, establishment of the Federal Reserve. I don't see a way that we can backtrack on all this now. I, no. I really don't. And uh, I think that there will be different severities of how bad it can get. And maybe there's things that we can do about that. That's why we're doing the show, by the way, everyone. We still. I, I mean, Switzerland was able to make a, a turn. Yeah. In the 70s. I mean, <clears throat> obviously, Venezuela's making a turn right now. <laughs> They're op- <laughs> opening up some economic free zones. Well, yeah, sure. China. Uh huh. China made a turn. Oh, I'm not still... saying. I'm not saying that once millions of people die, we can't come back from That's it. That's true. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> once millions are starving yeah. and eating garbage in the streets. No, I think that we can come back. Okay. I think that we, I don't think that this is the end of the world or anything, but uh, economies economies do collapse, and it's I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen yet. I think. By the way, to be more positive, there are things that we can do, and we can slow the spread of of socialism and communism around. <laughs> There's things that we can do to do that. That's why we're doing the show. If You're I still actually, working on a twelve step process too. I, yeah, if I thought, if I if I thought that there were there was no hope that we could make it any better whatsoever for anyone, and it was all over, then I wouldn't be spending any time doing the show or any of the social media pages or any of that stuff. You know. Well, I think even if Just trade stonks. Well, the thing about it is though, we still need to have that message out there because when it all does collapse we need people who understand what to do to to rise yeah how are we going to become the power structure afterwards if we don't have our to rise. stuff out there <laughs> you know so <laughs> i don't know guys i i uh i don't think it's going to be i don't think it's going to be great in the shorter term i think long term everyone's going to be okay i think we're all going to be okay yeah all right that's what i have to say about that mm-hmm. Charlie, tell everyone about Patreon. I do have the app for the class. Folks, in, so please tell about that. sign up on the Discord. Get inside of us on the Discord, man. You can slip us DMs on there. You can <laughs> chat with us in the in the live podcast chat. You can uh, come up with ideas. If you're a writer, you can join the writer's room inside of the private Discord all through Patreon, folks. Patreon.com slash Liberty. That's the medium that we use where they steal 33% of our money. <laughs> And you pay, uh, you pay barely anything, but that's what we use because it's all set up and we didn't have to design it ourselves. Yeah. So it's fine that they take a cut. I'm not, it's capitalism. We're voluntarily baby. doing it. Exactly. Yeah. But patreon.com slash good morning liberty. It's only five bucks a month folks. And after today, you won't have to listen to many more ad reads live. Those are going to be put in there. By possibly. Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston himself, possibly. We didn't exactly do a stellar job getting some good takes on the ad reads today. So mm. we'll see. And that's the live group's fault, and they're sorry. Yeah, they right? are. They're real yeah. sorry about that. That was their fault. But yeah. save fifteen percent if you sign up for the See, entire like year. Stuff right there, you know. We that's just can't. We're not going to throw that on every single episode. Five dollars a month, <laughs> plus your fifteen percent savings. It basically comes out to nothing. I mean, it's a pet rock is worth more than that. All right. So Patreon.com/slash Good Morning Liberty. Sign up. Be part of the live group. It's a lot of fun. Trust me. Just trust me. <laughs> just. Trust Charlie. Trust okay. me. All right. Well, everyone, come back here tomorrow for a time that Charlie will not be here. And then once you realize that you're here by yourself, then come back on Wednesday and Thursday because we'll definitely be there at those times. And I'm going to try and work up some nice Patreon supporter only content for the days that Charlie can't be here this week because that's the highest value is you guys getting episodes where Charlie isn't there. 
and uh, that, uh, and then we'll That's be in the ones you really want to okay. hear, but you won't be able to unless you're signed up for Patreon. <laughs> Tell them about Master My Stocks. Come on, look, the market uh, kind of had a little bit of a downside today. I think I didn't uh, look at then, the overall market actually. I think it then uh, came back up a little bit, but uh, I, you know, we're still obviously in some of the stonks. There's a, a bear market, so to speak, because Tesla did lose twenty percent from its highs. Mm. So that's technically a, it entered a bear market. So we could see a couple different things happening. But I would just say, as I've always said, pay attention. And the best way to pay attention is to look at the market every single day. And the best way to look at the market every single day all leads back to MasterMyStonks.com, MasterMyTrades.com, the best and only way to efficiently join Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston in analyzing the market every single day of the week when he wants to, which is every day of the week, because he wants to do that. It's amazing. So to, to it's actually cheaper. It's nice how you connected all that together, man. Isn't that, that was really I just good. cascaded yeah. that down into a brilliant, yeah. brilliant ad read for ourselves. <laughs> so mastermystonks.com, folks, mastermytrades.com. You need to go check it out. If you don't, you're actually losing money. So <laughs> there's no better way to put it. And if you do all of that, leave us a rating and review, share the show with an uncle and an aunt. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Nate will be back tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Nailed it. <laughs>